everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm sad and depressed, and it's only partially because of religion this time. <laughs> Blaming religion for this episode is I'm just kidding. not fair. It's solely at the feet of Mike Scully, for the most part. I would put most of the blame on. That's I've I've been pretty consistent about that. Uh, hi guys, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show uh, for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content. Um, a lot of stuff on there. Love for you to check it out. This week's episode is I'm Going to Praise Land. Episode CABF15, originally aired May 6th, 2001. Written by Julie Thacker, directed by Chuck Sheets. The ratings, I don't know what they were because I can't find them anywhere. All, all my sources are empty, so I don't know what the ratings were. I'm sure they were fine. Like most of The Simpsons, they have been fine this season. Um, fine, fine, just fine. Fine, buoyed by the seemingly better than they were because of the way Nielsen calculated the ratings change. They are actually not better than they were. Uh, the Simpsons ratings have been in continual decline for the entire length of the show. Um, the chartboard gag. Genetics. Is not an excuse. <laughs> That's true. And also hilarious. That's one of the best chalkboard gags in a long time. I mean, didn't the Simpsons... I mean, they isn't that basically what uh, Lisa the Simpson is about? Yes. Well, basically, the, that episode is about the men, the male Simpsons not being able to overcome their disability, but, you know. I know, but that's what I mean. They're they're not... Okay. The couch gag. A cement shark pours out concrete statues of the family. The head of Homer's breaks off and falls at his feet. It's all right. And, you know, it's fine. It's not nothing right home about, but it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. I know. I, it looked new. Yeah, I think it is new. Uh, so guest stars, Sean Colvin as Rachel Jordan. Coming back for another appearance. I'm sorry, Sean Colvin. Yeah, you, you probably deserve better than this. I mean, again, Rachel Jordan, not a character, really. She is a plot device. She, sure. does, she does not matter. Um, okay, Ugh, this episode. Okay. Episode begins with an ice cream social at the church. Right? That's what's happening, right? right? Yes. Is it in their backyard or something? The Simpsons' backyard or the church's no, no, backyard? No, the church's backyard. Yeah, where else would it be? I just don't have a sense of place. I didn't, like. I don't. I'm confused by where we are. I guess I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It just feels very strange because I don't think we've ever seen the like the 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 backyard of the church. I don't know. I mean, it, it's possible, but I'm pretty sure the church is in the background for one of the scenes. So that's I know, I but just... I I know. I just I'm I just don't. We've never been here before, Matt. I'm lost. So. There's an ice cream social. We get some ice cream and mixed with religious jokes, mixed with cartoonish violence. Wow, look at all these flavors. Blessed Virgin Berry, Commandment, Bible Gum. Or if you prefer, we also have Unitarian ice cream. There's nothing here. Exactly. One Tower of Babel and build it to heaven. To heaven. be with you. Yes. Oh. Mm. 
Hi. I've created the first intra-bovine ice cream maker. It makes use of all four stomachs, the first being filled with rock salt, then sugar, cream, and, of course, Freon, so cold it burns me. I have the dockety kind. Uh, one chocolate, Moo Tilda. I have some questions already, Matt. Is it, uh, why are there so many random scenes of just stupid jokes uh, throughout this particular episode? I mean, if you look at the notes I did for this episode, they are minimal at best. I, I, I mean, this I is, did, what, I, I 20 added, lines? I added some to them to make it... Even to, then, you know. I added some stuff when I felt like it needed to be mentioned. Um, now, I have questions. I mean, one, why are we... Unitarians? Are they a target now? What do they do? We need to be mean to the uh, Unitarians. The most the most like bland religion. And we gotta attack them? Let's why can't we have a, a Mormon gag or the or even better Scientology ice cream that's no? Okay. Also it, it's ketchup flavored ice cream. It's horrible. Uh, oh god. But I, I wanna I just there's this episode is not an exception to the normal scholar stuff. There's extraordinary levels of cartoonishness in it. I am largely kind of I've become a little desensitized to it, Matt. I just kinda of, I, I can't even bear I barely can roll my eyes at it anymore. I just kind of just let it it just washes over me and passes by. I do want to make clear that Homer has built a a they've built him a long a high stack of ice cream scoops on his cone. It hits a power line, and then he's electrocuted through his ice cream. Uh-huh. Just wrong with that, Robbie? Um, I mean, if I'm being honest, yes. <laughs> I, yes, I do. If, okay, if good. Just make sure. I, I, it's just not a biggest problem in this episode. I, I think largely the cartoonishness can be <laughs> overlooked. It, was. It, it can be overlooked, the cartoonishness, largely. Along those same lines, Professor Frank, why... Why is Professor Frank at church? Because this is a small town and everyone goes to church. Even Professor Frank. Even Professor Frank. This is a small town, Robbie. And why does Professor Frank... Okay, Matt, I'll accept that answer. You know, I don't necessarily believe it, but I'll accept it. Why does he have, Thank a, you. Why does he have a cow that makes ice cream? That's the better question. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> he has a cow that when you milk it, ice cream comes out. And that's, that's just... Uh, okay. Whatever. It's so dumb. Just full of dumb dumbness. Dumb, dumb, dumb. So, then we go to, we present that Rachel Jordan, Rachel Jordan shows up. She's doing a, she's performing at this ice cream social for the church. Makes perfect sense. And the Simpsons family are with Flanders and they needle him about her being there and his crush on her. Rachel Jordan? Isn't that the woman you had a crush on, Ned? I, did, I didn't have a crush on her. Are you blushing, Mr. Flanders? No, I'm not. Ned alone. Thank you, Homer. He can't admit he likes her till he's sure she likes him back. And there's only one way to find out. Does Rachel like Ned? It says I have cooties. Flanders has cooties. Flanders has cooties. That's great. I can't believe she found a rhyme for Hezekiah. Hey, she's coming this way. <laughs> I thought you didn't like her. <laughs> are we all children? I'm assuming at least the writers are. 
okay, one of uh one of my one big problem. I'm at okay, I, I'm gonna talk about cartoonishness and poke fun at it, but big problem. Number one, tonal mm-hmm. this episode is a tonal mess. Yep. Cause and it's largely I, I don't know, it's largely the same problem I had with Alone Again Naturally Data Lily. In that I, I'm more angry at that episode still than this one, um, because literally Maud dies in it. But in this episode, it is, it is you know, it's supposed we're supposed to be we're being told about a story about grief and faith, heavy topics. And I, you know, episode, I mean, the show is not in the past has done those things successfully, at least about faith. I don't know about grief. I think largely episode any episode that is dealt trying to deal with grief aside from Mother Simpson has been bad but they are heavy topics nonetheless and it wavers back and forth between maudlin literally and cartoonish nonsense and them talking about cooties like make up your mind like are the, the the simpsons even and marge is there all right you know bart bart and homer they could be silly and uh you know not understanding. I don't like it, but they can be. I can understand that. But Lisa and Marge, like, his wife died. He's a widow. Cut him some slack. He hasn't dated in, in decades. But we don't get, there's no sensitivity. And like, I, it's not like I'm surprised that the Scullier episode doesn't have any sensitivity in it. But for it to work, it kind of needs it. it it's yeah. got, it's got to treat yeah. Ned like he's dealing with something bad. And not, uh, it doesn't have it. It has no sensitivity. So Ned and and uh, Rachel, I have Matt. I have needed to remind. I cannot remember her name. I've had to look at it. I label the audio <laughs> clip for this next clip. Ned talks to whatever because I can't. Rachel barely matters. Um, but he he literally is pushed into her. Homer literally pushes Ned into a conversation with her, and and they catch up. Oh. Uh, Ned Flanders? Now, where have you been high-diddly hiding? Uh, 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 oh, hey, Rachel. <laughs> well, what do you know? We both like plain vanilla with nothing on it. <laughs> Actually, all the toppings were gone. Oh, ants are crawling in my mouth and I don't care. So, uh, uh, where's your band? They switched from Christian music to regular pop. All you do is change Jesus to baby. Oh, how horrible. Uh, they'll all go to hell. Say, how's your life going? She wants to know how your life is going. Well, my wife's passing was rough, but I think I'm finally ready to move on. That's great. Maybe we can have coffee sometime. Oh, she wants to have coffee sometime. I can hear her, Homer. He can hear you, Rachel. I'd love to get together, but tomorrow I've got lifeguard duty at the baptismal pool. Okay, well, maybe another time. You know, I better go check into my hotel. Hotel? Why don't you just stay in Ned's place? My place? What would the neighbors think? We're the neighbors, and we don't think. Ned, I understand if you feel uncomfortable. You're still getting over your wife. Now, wait just a mod gone minute here. I'm through living in the past. And you can see for yourself. Lisa, Matt, I am... Of all the things in this episode that pain me, Lisa saying, we're the neighbors, and we don't think. See, that doesn't hurt me, Ed, nearly as much as I think it hurts you, because... I think what Lisa's trying to say is, well, Flynn says, uh, what will the neighbors think? And Lisa says, we're the neighbors and we don't think. What she's saying is, we're the neighbors and we don't care. 
but they tried to put it in a cutesy way, but it just makes Lisa sound stupid. <laughs> yes. I it uh, also Homer is in an episode that is literally all about Ned. Nothing else. There is nothing like if we're talking about what is this episode about, or at least trying to be about, it is trying to be about Ned. Homer is he is like a a storm cloud just hovering. Captain Wacky Homer is just right there at well, yeah, every moment. And if, uh, if you don't have Homer in the background doing stupid crap, it's not a Simpsons episode. Come uh, on, Robbie Duh. Oh my god, it's mm, okay. It's really bad. So I, I don't Ned is I guess at this point Ned is trying to say, no, I am not affected by mods. I, I I've gotten over Maud. I moved past her. I am ready to have a, a, a have this lady over at my house. Um and then we learn that no, Ned is not ready for this because Ned is a tremendous weirdo. And they okay, I have a clip and oof oofa doofa. Well, you've certainly got a theme going. All right, I'll take the couch and you can have my room. Oh, uh, could you sleep on my side? I'm trying to preserve Maud's indentation. Sorry. Oh, no problem. A little starch will fix her right up. <laughs> Cold, huh? This should keep you toasty. How about that? It says Maud. Mmm, I love chenille, don't you? I don't love it. I don't hate it. Mm, well, good night, Maud. I mean, Maud. I mean, Rachel. I mean, Maud. Oop. <gasps> oh! oh my god you're trying to make me look like your dead wife no 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 i, I know this is a, a tad unseemly but if you just let me even out the back i'm calling a cab goodbye ned oh who am i kidding i'm not over maud at all yeah maybe it was too soon well aren't you gonna invite me in <sighs> yeah remember what i just said about homer uh they couldn't yeah. they can't even okay this episode this scene i hate it i don't think i hate anything more in this episode than this because it undermines undermines what they're trying to do it explicitly undermines what they're what the story they're trying to tell with dad and i don't know i don't understand i don't i can't imagine how you're making this episode and you don't realize that i don't i don't i don't i can't imagine how you can't realize oh if we make ned this kind of person it undermines everything we're trying to make people sympathize with him we're trying to make the audience care about ned and make him wake us go oh man i feel sorry for ned because he can't get over his wife and his 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 mod you know we're trying to they're try, i assume they're trying to elicit general genuine emotion from us and there are ways to do that and you could easily have pictures of mod still in the house and him still talking about her instead they make him a horror movie villain well, of course. Uh, I mean, what else do you do? How else do you show that somebody is in grief uh, without making them into a horrible creepster? I don't understand. They make him Norman Bates. Like, I, that is not how you in inspire empathy. 
or sympathy for a character. It's it's and one spoilers. Rachel comes back and goes on a date with Ned. If I no human on earth would ever talk to this man again after he did that. I would hope not, at least. I mean, otherwise, she's been hitting the head way too many times. I don't. It doesn't matter how Christian she is. There, there is no one on Earth who goes, "Oh, the man that while I was sleeping cut my hair to make me look like his dead wife." There is not a person on Earth who goes. I'm like, I, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief up to a certain point, but there is literally nothing. There's, you cannot convince me there is a person on Earth who would go back to Ned after that moment. She, if this episode ended with her like looking at him and running away, I'd believe that. And he, she would not go. Oh yeah, let's go get coffee. I have a wig now because you cut my hair. That's not okay. But I mean, we have seen Flanders is um in doubt. No, in the previous I, no, episode. maybe no, she's really into no, that. No, Matt. No, no, no. First of all, there he's Ned is not having sex with her until he gets married. I 100% believe that. Maybe maybe she just heard about it. Uh, sure. Whatever. Maybe she saw the dating video. That's I what she showed. I don't, I don't, I don't even want to engage with that fact, Matt, because I hate that they ever did it. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it's not subtle. And this is uh, literally that. It is just, it. they are not equipped to tell a meaningful story. They're barely equipped to tell a story. And then to tell one about grief and faith, definitely not. Uh, that that is when we go to commercial with Flanders being a crazy person. Uh, end of Act One with six minutes and twenty one seconds. So yes, at this point uh, we come back. Uh, the family, uh, the Simpson family, is there to help Ned out. Ned has realized that he has a problem, so he has asked the Simpson family to help out, and they do so in uh, uh, wacky Homer fashion. I sure appreciate you folks offering to go through Maud's things. If it were up to me, I wouldn't throw anything away. Oh, don't you worry. We'll make all the hard decisions so you don't have to. We can take whatever we want, right? What? Don't listen to him. You just have a good time at the eye doctor. Always do. Say bye, Mr. Flanders. Bye, Mr. Flanders! Poor Ned. He can't look anywhere without being reminded of Maud. Yeah, a lifetime of memories. Homer, don't you have any respect? Sure, of course I do. But life goes on. Ashes to ashes. Turn, turn, turn. Long live rock and so forth. (laughs) Don't throw this away. It's Rod's first tooth. You're right. We could use this for witchcraft. Wow, three pairs of shoes. Someone had a fetish. (laughs) Man, this is taking forever. I know how to speed things up. So, yes, uh, in this case, Homer has decided that rather than, you know, finding something useful to do with mod things like donating them or selling them to make money for a charity, he is going to throw them in a wood chipper. So, yeah, Uh, when Flanders comes home, he is uh, suitably aghast uh, because, you know, obviously, why wouldn't you be? Uh, But at least... Sort of luckily for him, uh, Maud's sketchbook has survived. And so he looks through it with the kids uh, and sees, you know, uh, all the most cliche sketches imaginable, uh, including a white hand shaking a black hand. (sighs) Anyway, uh, but there's also drawings for a Christian amusement park. Of course, Rod and Todd, being children, 
immediately decide that Ned has to make this amusement park a reality because, you know, they're kids and they're stupid. Uh, unfortunately, that's a lot of work, but Ned decides that he is going to do it. Uh, Ned is able to get the rich Texan, uh, who apparently owns Storytime Village, uh, which, you know, closed down after some kids died. And luckily, the rich Texan is apparently also a, you know, uh, active Christian and decides to donate it uh, to the cause as a tax write-off. And I almost captured this clip where the rich Texan is consistently making misleading statements. I guess it's it's supposed to be a gag, but it, after the first time, it's just very, very annoying. I don't know what the – I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know what the joke is with it. I, 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 I think it is supposed to be a joke. I just don't know what the joke is. Like, sometimes I understand, like, some of it is just like, you know, the joke about the cow giving ice cream is just basically like, it's, you know, it's a dumb cartoon gag. I don't know what the joke here is. I, it's just a rich Texan, like, saying he's going to help and then calling home and then calling Flanders a creep. And I don't know, is it a, a joke about, like, bipolar rich people? Maybe I I don't know. I mean, someone just probably heard a conversation. Oh, I I got this friend of mine who does this thing where he says something and then then says something that means the exact opposite. Um, I just love. I think it's hilarious. I I don't know. I don't I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of where this I'm at. this all of this is a waste, man. Yes, all of it, and it's going to get worse in the next act. But we'll see that coming up. No, um. So yes, uh, I would. Well, okay. I I think uh, frankly, I think. This episode isn't as bad as I remember it, or as as bad as I thought it would be. It's not. It's still not good. I think it's. It has some really interesting bits to it, but they don't. They're not put together in the right way. The the this thing is Frankenstein together, and it is it it doesn't work. And all of this them assembling and putting the 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 park together is a waste of time. Uh, they they don't need any of it. There's no there. You could have literally all they had to do was say Flanders uh, decides he's going to do it because he's by because Rod and Todd want him to, and because he's inspired by the memories of his dead wife. And you could easily just uh, twenty thirty second montage of him doing all of this stuff, shaking the rich Texans' hand, getting donations from people putting up thatch roofs for the the sets and then opening day and it take this thing takes is this just takes way too long to do, to well, do it that's because it, almost all of the runtime has to begin over to jokes and almost none to character development because that's the easy thing to do and that's what the writers appreciate about it so that's where we're at we have i think three montages in this um maybe maybe just two i, I can't remember i mean I, I don't know if i'd call the ice cream social bit after bit after bit a montage but no. that's essentially what there is in each act there is a, a a series of bits back to back to back about something that's happening and it's just yeah uh, it, it's not it's it's just nothing and i think that's it's not like any of this is offensive it's just boring like i don't care about the rich texan and him donating this old throat i don't care about like if the donation stuff led anywhere I'd be fine with it, but it means nothing in the total of this episode. Ned running out of money? How does he have the money in the first place? Why does it matter? Like, who cares? Money is not a part of this story. Money doesn't matter in this the the money part of this is 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 inconsequential because Ned is not doing it for money. He's doing it to honor Maud. 
So you have to connect it that you have to. And obviously, like they bring in the orphans in the third act for some reason. Uh, and you, like, that's still not about money. It's about helping people. So you have to make it about that. And they don't I don't know why they need to show us him. There's literally Homer is electrocuted by ice cream. There's a cow that that makes ice cream out of its udders. Why are we showing it's like it reminds me of the Star Wars prequels. It reminds me of like all the Galactic Federation stuff. Oh yeah. Like bureaucracy and paperwork. I'm like, guys, I'm watching Star Wars. I want to see people like do lightsaber <laughs> fights. Like, I don't need that, and I don't need like hit I don't need to know the the details about how Ned put this park together. You can just say he did it, and I'll believe you because you guys are doing way worse stuff. This is nothing. I believe Ned Flanders is smart enough to be able to organize a very small theme park. Yeah. Well, apparently the writers don't think so. I, I guess anyway, not. I guess not. Yeah. There's still lots of work to clean out the old Storytime Village. Uh, the Simpsons and the, and the Flanders is all pitch in. Uh, but as Robbie said at one point, uh, Ned mentions that he's run out of money uh, to do all this, uh, even though we haven't really shown him doing anything that requires spending money. But, you know, again, we'll just go with it because that's what jokes require. So – uh, Lisa suggests getting donations from the neighborhood. Good idea, Lisa. There's, well, you'll see. My greenback stack's getting kind of slack. How about asking the community for donations? Oh, I'm not very good at begging people for stuff. I am. I'd be glad to spearhead the entire begging initiative. Uh, thanks, Homer. No problem. I'll need a sack and something sharp. Well, I guess I could donate these costumes. They're from my Last Supper pie-throwing sketch. Yeah, you can have these uh, fireworks I confiscated. Some Chinese people claim they were celebrating New Year's in February. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those guys and their crazy scams. <laughs> <laughs> Good food, though. This sawdust will soak up the puke from the ruler, Cooster. It's Willie's special blend. Do I detect a hint of cinnamon? Oh, I'll never tell. So, yes, nothing like a little casual racism uh, to uh, work into your donation uh, bit. So, uh, uh, Again, it, well, is any of that especially funny? The Willie really. The Willie bit. Really think the Willie the Willy bit is all right, but it's one gag. Is it yeah, really? The other, the other one, other one is racist, and the other one is just completely useless. I, yeah, I'm like a crusty. Why? Why is Krusty donating money to a Christian theme park? Eh? It just again, it doesn't make any. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm sorry. I shouldn't even focus on it. It doesn't end up mattering. None of it matters. Yeah. So yes, uh, moving on. Uh, we have the opening day uh, when the park first opens. Uh, Ned is very happy. Uh, there's a statue of Maud. Uh, the place looks like a decent carnival uh, size uh, thing. Uh, unfortunately for everyone involved, uh, everything about the park is terrible. Who dares to disturb King David? Silence! You have invaded the chamber where I wrote all of my 150 songs. I hope you enjoy hearing them all. Number one. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the council of the wicked. What do you hit him with? There's no mallet. You can stop Satan with your face. My face? You calling me ugly? No, 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 no. I think you're beautiful. No. That's it. Huh? 
Ooh, what can I get you, little Christian? How about a Noah's Ark of jellies? Oh, are there two of every flavor? Nope, they're all the same. Plain. Ah, how about a Maud mask? A Maud. God, he's super. Can I sit in the car? Let's both sit in the car. Bye-bye. A Bible park without beer? <laughs> now I've seen everything. This candy is subpar. Any religion that embraces carob is uh, not for Carl Carlson. Oh, hey, get out of the way, pal. You're blocking the exit. Oh, you want me to stamp your hand so you can get back in? Don't you dare. Bye, everybody. What the ripoff? It ain't even worth touch. Wow, where's everyone going? What's wrong? This place is the height of tedium. Yar, she blows. So, yes, uh, at this point, no one is happy about what is going on. Because uh, it turns out Ned made the theme park to his sensibilities rather than to what people would consider fun. So you've got terrible candy, dumb jelly beans, rides where you listen to the Psalms. I, it's awful. Ned is is upset, although I'm pretty sure he doesn't understand what he did wrong, uh, when uh, a mod mask floats in front of the mod statue. It's a miracle. Oh my goodness. Everyone come look at the miracle. And we go to commercial. It's a miracle, Matt. It is indeed a miracle. And this isn't, this is not, I, I, I don't. Like, the premise of this is something I don't... Mo like, I think the core idea of Ned can't get over Maud, so he chases a dream of hers in her name, and then realizes with its... Realizes with it... Not, I don't, I don't know, failure, but, you know, with it... I guess that is good enough way. With its failure that he needs to get... He needs to move past her and and does that. That is not a bad idea for an episode. No, uh, because uh, one of those things, it, it's its showing growth as a character. Like, hey, this character has been in this funk since his wife died. This is him moving past it. Great idea. Right. At an amusement park? Huh? I, I don't, yeah, I don't know about the praise land bit. I, apparently, they, this is, you know, there are there are religious theme parks out there, which we'll touch on more in the news group section. But... And they were inspired. And, like, even if it was religious, I still think that's okay. I still think that is it, – it doesn't really matter what the idea is that, you know, Flanders gets up and runs with. It could be anything. As, you know, and it, it is just – it is a metaphor. You know, it is a symbol for Maud, and through it, he gets past her. Um, And, and I, I don't even mind the it's a miracle bit because I think that is a way you can – him by him realizing that it's not that it's not a miracle that it's just you know there's a normal quote unquote i mean it's cartoonish the way they explain everything in this episode but i can buy it if it actually leads to real character growth and arc unfortunately it doesn't and then that that's why it makes it look dumber than it actually like it could it could be the exact same thing if they just make it mean something. It doesn't matter that it's dumb. It it ends up meaning more in the long run because it leads to Flanders developing something. So the mask is floating above the in front of the statue, like it like it's right over her face, and it's just hovering there. Uh, Principal Skinner approaches it, falls down, starts uh, speaking in tongues, has a vision of heaven, uh, and he has a vision of um. A perfect school that Bard is not there for, of course, with a lovely teacher's lounge, a bunch of stuff. He has a vision of heaven. So 
that immediately leads to a rush. Everyone wanting this same thing. They want to see visions. They want to. They want to to see heaven. Homer and Bart are there, luckily, to immediately start drifting. Hey, I want the Mod statue to give me a vision. Yeah, yeah I want to hallucinate too. I'm sorry, the ticket price doesn't cover visions, miracles, or other godly hoo-ha. Yeah, folks, the power of Christ compels you to give Ned an extra ten bucks. Homer, no, I can't exploit a divine manifestation. Oh, why not? Everybody's doing it. You could give the money to the orphanage. I hear they need a new wall. (laughs) Three is not enough. So stop me if you've heard this one before, Matt. But we suddenly shift in the third act to a different problem. Sure, sure. Or a a different problem that is is somehow working out the first problem. I, I don't know. This just hurts. I know. It's not. So now it it is shifted from home from Flanders trying to get over Maude. Now Flanders now has a more a moral conundrum about charging money for access to a miracle. Quote unquote. And I'm gonna take I'm taking this at face value that Ned believes this is the act of God. I think Ned is smarter than that. But he wants to believe, Robbie. I mean, okay, season two Ned is smarter than that. Season twelve Ned is, is so blind in his faith, you know. I know, I know. It's it's a problem the character assassination of Ned, just like they've assassinated many of the the, the good characters from the show over the skull years. But I'm I at this episode I am buying in that Ned thinks this is real. Ned thinks this is a real miracle. And I think his conundrum now is I'm charging people for access to something that God is creating and he feels bad about that. But then Marge goes, "Oh, well you can donate it to the orphanage. You can put this money to good use." You know, and I think Ned that's not a bridge too far for me for Ned. I think, oh yeah, I it's no different than church where a church takes a, a tithe and theoretically is putting that money towards good use, towards a use for, you know, God's will. And he probably is the same thing. Think, oh yeah, this is fine. I'm helping orphans. I'm helping a, a good cause with this money. And people are, at the end of the day, they're seeing heaven. They're seeing visions from God. God is giving him these visions. Uh, we get a taste of these visions. We get disco, a disco stew dream sequence. Where heaven is a discotheque, John Travolta is there, and so is Frank Sinatra, who actually it's hell for Frank Sinatra. Okay, then we get a comic book guy dream sequence where he's in Star Trek. Heaven is Star Trek, and he is Spock, and he shoots Shatner, Captain Kirk, with laser eyes? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, more waste. None of this is a, it's none, it's not funny. And it, I don't, I don't know what it's adding to. I, I guess they needed to have some. Uh, uh, I understand that, like, oh, we're having visions. We should probably see some of them. I would, they could probably do better. Um, so, unfortunately, we're running out of time in this episode. Thank goodness. <laughs> I mean, it's good for us because we don't have to worry about it, think about it much more. But I mean, they've put a lot of things in motion and. Now they have to try and wrap them up. All these plot threads of Flanders is, has his feelings about Maud, about his relationship with Rachel, about the miracle, about the theme park. We have to, that's all these, that's like four different plot threads. They all, they have to tie them in bows. And they don't, they, they've done it 
many times already in the Scullieros in these episodes, and they're going to do it again, where they bit off more than they can chew. So now we are we're going to discover the source of the gas leak. Um, so the the family is still there for some reason. Like I said, Homer is Homer in particular is just ever present, and it's really painful. It is not good. I don't. It just is con, and, it, and it's really they they don't they don't do a good job of making it of having him having a reason for him to be there. He's just there. So we find out the cause of the hallucinations. How come everybody's having visions, Daddy? Oh, there's no explaining God's will, Roddy. That's like explaining how an airplane flies. Stupid grill. Why won't you light? The gas is on full blast. You better stick your head in and see what's going on. Good idea. No, Dad. I think there's a leak in the line. Leak in the line? Oh, no! This isn't a divine miracle. Everyone's just getting goofy from the gas. Uh, uh, folks, I I just discovered something about this statue that uh, may disappoint you. You see... What is it, Mr. Flanders? Is something wrong with a miracle? Will there still be money for the orphans? Hello, gas company. How poisonous is your gas? Wow. But, but I'm talking about, you know, outdoors with plenty of ventilation. That How could that be worse? Okay, permanent brain damage or just temporary? I see. I got to close praise land down. Someone could get hurt. <sighs> could get hurt. Could. There's a chance they won't. Ned, Praise Land has touched an entire town with its inspiring message and toxic super freakouts. Look at those smiling faces. Rich laughing with poor. Bullies breaking bread with nerds. Orphans lighting candles over a leaking gas line. Lighting candles! <laughs> so, it's all laid out right in front of us. Yep. The... The the miracle is caused by a leaking gas line, and people breathing in the gas is giving them hallucinations. Right, Matt? That's correct, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Now, that doesn't make any sense, because any kind of fuel is not going to give you visions, probably. Um, it's just going to make you pass out if you can't breathe oxygen, I guess. But I'm not... I'm not really concerned with the car- like if if this could happen, you know, like physically. I don't really. I'll give them sure that whatever this gas is, it makes visions happen. I don't care. Um, that's really not my problem. It's Flanders has a moral conundrum at this point, right? That he knows that this is not an act of God. This is just random chance. It's a coincidence, and he's been charging for it, and it's the only reason. That his park has stayed open is the only reason his park that is honoring his dead wife has stayed open is because of this random coincidence that he has been falsely, you know, selling to people as an experience of God. And it is not. But, you know, and we see the orphans there and he's, oh, yeah, the, but the money is going to a good cause. 
Now, again, I don't think that all these elements in place here are bad. Like, I think you could easily connect the dots to this park is my, my, what mod is, and now it is a false bill of goods, and I have to make the decision, as Ned saying, I have to make this decision to stop this because it's the right thing to do. I can't, can't, um, I can't continue giving these people false, false promises, false hope, false faith, basically. That makes sense to me for a Flanders thing. And you can easily just connect that because it is Maud's Park. It is connecting him to Maud. Okay, that's a little tenuous. I'll still take it. But I cut this clip just as they see the orphans about to hold a candle in front of this gout of gas. What happens next, Matt? Um, I believe, if I recall correctly, Homer and Ned tackle the children and everyone gets mad at them and that causes them to close uh, bracelet. That's correct. That's what happens. Yeah. Yep. Sure is. And how does that make any sense? It is. It is the sense. What uh, What is the sense you're asking for? It doesn't tell. It doesn't tell the end of the story. That doesn't make any. It is unsatisfying because Ned doesn't make a decision. Ned makes a decision to tackle some orphans because they're about to explode everyone. That's fine, and that makes sense. But why on earth, Matt, I'm going to ask you this question. Why on earth, given this story, would you not end it with Ned telling everyone the truth and saying, I wanted this part to succeed so badly because I miss my wife and I see her there and I saw this mask floating there and I wanted to believe so badly that she was still with me somehow and I was willing to go to any lengths to believe that. And I misled you all, and I'm very sorry, but I have to close the park because it's it wouldn't be it wouldn't fulfill how I felt about Maud and how I feel about God. Why would you not do that instead of tackling orphans and then the plant and then the the praise land just closes down because people are mad about them tackling kids? Why on earth one makes sense and this it it robs Ned. It robs your character of agency. He, whatever Ned did, doesn't matter. Ned's decision doesn't matter. You stop, they literally lay it, like, it makes no sense because, like, up until this point, it actually seems like they're going to that, like, do where Ned makes a decision, makes the hard decision that actually honors his wife, and with that, by closing Praise Land, gets over her death. And wrap it up with him dating the lady, even though I can't believe that she would ever look at Ned again. But why on earth would you do that? Why wouldn't you? Like, because Homer's like, because Ned goes, oh, I can't do this anymore. And then Homer's like, well, look at all the good things the park is doing. Like, that's the one thought, one time in this whole episode that Homer actually contributes something worthwhile. Because he says it's, it's actually very cogent. It's very much like, hey, sure, it's not real, but it is actually helping people like those poor orphans who are, you know, they're, they're jokes, but sure. They, if I'm buying, taking this at face value, they're, they're still orphans that need help. And you're like, okay, they've laid, they, they actually did a good job. They laid out this case for the audience. And now Ned has to make the decision. And then we learn something about Ned. Like it doesn't have to be like some moral lesson or anything. It just be about Ned. Well, that would be too difficult. Of course. 
This is what frustrates me so much, man. Like, it's a layup. It's a slam dunk. The ball is you. You're alone. You you have the you have the football at the one yard line. There's no one around you. All you gotta do is fall forward. This isn't. But this they can't is, do that because there aren't enough jokes and just falling forward. Ah, <clears throat> it's just it's just so crazy to me. So they don't have. They rob Ned of his agency. Praiseland just shuts down because they tackled kids once. Not because the miracle's not real. Not because Ned chooses to shut it down. Just because they tackled some orphans so that the place wouldn't go up in flames. And that's it. That's the end of Praise Land. No more mention of Praise Land. Um, and then we get the actual end of the episode, I guess. Uh, I call it the end only in in name alone because it really doesn't mean yeah. anything. Um, so uh, Ned runs into Rachel again uh, and they go out. They decide they're going to go out for coffee. Hey, Ned! I just read about your park in that horrible AAA magazine. Dude, Ned, look who's here. It's that girl you don't like. Not! <laughs> hey, your hair's grown back real nice. It's a wig, and let's never speak of it again. So what happened here? How about I explain it to you over a cup of coffee? That is, if you're willing to give me another shot. Are you sure you want to do this, Ned? I'm sure. So how about a movie tomorrow night? Sounds great. I think Ned is going to be all right. Homer has to be the last person to say anything, Matt. Of course. Otherwise, how would you know it's The Simpsons? <clears throat> um, And then that's it. That's the lady who, like... And then they even reference the fact that he cut her hair while she was asleep, and she's wearing a like. Come on, guys! You haven't earned any of this. You haven't earned this. You don't get to give me. Why does Ned go out with this? Why is this lady going out with Ned, Matt? Why is this lady going out with Ned? Tell me. Because she's a plot device. Thank you, thank you. You are correct, one hundred percent. There is no reason she would go out with Ned. She's going out because the plot dictates it, and. Because that's very apparent, they have failed. Um, and that's the thing. This episode is bad. It, it's mostly just bad in the Scully ears way of, like, they fail at storytelling. Their jokes aren't that funny. Um, there's a lot of wasted space in it. It's not Simpson Safari bad, you know, where it's just a continual parade of calamities. But... And I, like, it's actually on the precipice of being okay. Like, frankly, Matt, I would forgive everything if Ned literally, all if they let Ned choose to do something with the park, either keep it open or shut it down. If they gave Ned agency as a character at the end, I would forgive everything else. There's but a they lot, don't. They don't. So. They, they don't. I don't. I don't know. There, it's all, that's all it takes, guys. That's all you have to do, and they can't do it. I don't under and like it's so close, and yet so far, um, I don't know. It's it's not as bad as I was expecting, but it's also like I I, I want to make this clear. This episode's also boring. Oh, it's so boring. Like just even listening to the clips, I start to zone out. It's really bad. It, it's it's just that it's just that same kind of tedium where you're just like oh. Okay, just waiting for things to... You're like, okay, 
like i like they don't even succeed at the like hilarity part and i don't know why they bother to go after this story when they couldn't do either half of it like they couldn't make it funny and they couldn't make it have gravitas so it what it ends up being is kind of just nothing uh i don't know it's nothing. It's not like, and it doesn't, af- it's not offensive in the same way that Simpsons Safari is or Missionary Impossible is. It's just kind of plain bad. It's like, it's like Ned's ice cream, plain vanilla. Not even that. Vanilla yeah. ice cream is delicious. Honestly, I wouldn't, that's not fair. It's more like the carob candy, I guess, that uh, he's selling at the at Praise Land. The one flavor. I mean, that's the reason to hate anybody is selling carob candy. <laughs> I don't know if I must or hate for this. It's not... I hate parts of it. I don't really hate the th- it as a whole. It's just more of no, it. No, because like you said, there's, this has the core of a good episode. Someone had the idea, hey, what if we did an episode about Flanders getting over Maud? That's a good idea. It's just where the season 12 writer room went with it is not. Yeah. Uh, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Um, no submissions for this is my favorite episode. I would submit this episode's... Not broken. No, it's just disappointing. I I mean, it could be shored up in a lot of ways, but the basic story beats are actually pretty decent. Uh, Yeah, it's like, it's not the the absurd, like, uh, people, we've complained about the cartoonishness of the Scullyers a lot. But frankly, I I think that if they just told better stories, 90% of the time, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care about all the cartoonishness because the stories are still there, but they they fail at that, and it's just replaced by the 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 silly dumb stuff that gets old after a while, and that's where I'm at. Where I'm like, I don't, you know, I'm at the point I'm just like the structure is bad, but it's not broken. Certainly not in the same way that Simpsons Safari is broken, because this episode actually does like connect the parts to each other, like. A to B to C. It mostly just kind of messes up at the end. Um, we move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Comments from the news groups where we come through the old dot old alt dot tv dot simpsons news group. See what people are talking about a week or two after episode debuted. What they thought of the episode. Some of the, any other interesting facts that came up. Um, you ready for some reviews, man? Ready. The first one. As season 12 nears its end, I'm becoming more and more convinced that the show is back on the right track for good. This was another episode with great jokes, plot, and characterization. We got to see the Ned and Mrs. Maud side of things that BABF10 ignored, as well as some emotion that its predecessor left out. I enjoyed some of the previous episode references, like Storytown Village. I was relieved to see uh, a few flashbacks. It's still no corny mod comes to Ned in a vision stuff, which I really expected to see here. The Simpsons are back! We're in a new golden age! Hey! Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, next review really nicely done I laughed pretty consistently throughout this episode uh, the, the visions of heaven were just right only wish we had a chance to see Mrs. Krabappels it was great to see such an unusually helpful Homer really? what episode were they watching oh I don't know these people just helpful <sighs> he throws belongings into a wood chipper uh I kept waiting for him to screw everything up, but instead he was the good intention of occasionally clumsy neighbor, although I got a huge laugh for him looking at his watch and his alteration of Ned's wedding portrait. Great work from Sean Colvin, and a really sweet ending helped give this episode a B plus. 
Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, here we go. Well, this was, I suppose, a night of resolutions to the mod storyline, which I have a feeling will keep going on anyway, and to the Rachel Dorden storyline. It leaves ends open for some sort of a sequel, but we still know nothing's going to get resolved. The sight gags are pretty good, but the ending to the amusement park plot was a little too wacky to fit in well with the ending to Ned's Morning for Mod, which was more serious. Not bad, but not great. I give it an ambivalent C+. And finally, meh. I really don't know what to say about an episode like this. It wasn't all that horrible, which is good, but it certainly wasn't great either. Then you may have chuckled a couple of times during the entire show. Comic book guy Disco's visions of heaven were pretty funny, but this episode really didn't have much else going for it. The plot wasn't the best, and the emotional parts lacked any real poignancy. Instead, it just made, it, made, made me wish I were watching last week's episode instead. It seemed that the writers didn't know whether they wanted to be emotional or funny, but they pretty much failed at both. could probably say more about this episode, but I'll just say this. Meh. D plus. I mean, that's um, generous, let's say. A D plus? I don't know. I think a D, a D, I'm in, I'm at a D level, I think. D, D or D minus. I don't Fair think, enough. I don't uh, think I give it a quite, yeah. give it an F. Because I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's, again, the A through F grading scale is poor to begin with. I give the A yeah. through F grading scale an F. Um, There you go. Uh, some notes on religious theme parks, Matt. Uh, Heritage USA may be the no- best-known Christian park. It was built, owned, and ran by the husband and wife televangelist team of Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Uh, Heritage was a standard G-rated amusement park with a thin veneer of Christianity pasted on for effect. Many of the rides, like a big water slide, the Omen Six Flags, or Coney Island. Christian influence showed up at the shops, which sold biblically-themed gifts, and in the entertainers who sang gospel songs. I don't remember any miraculous visions happening there. I don't even know if Heritage USA survived the church's scandalous collapse. More recently... This one is a little bit closer to home for you, Matt. Another theme park opened near the center of the tourist universe. Orlando, Florida, dubbed the Holy Land, represented a more <laughs> ambitious concept than heritage by aiming to provide an idea of what life in Jerusalem was like during the time of Jesus. Holy Land Park has been the center of some controversies. Jewish leaders have objected to stories that sell little stars of David, and menorahs are for sale as souvenirs. Yes, Christians have sold religious trinkets at pilgrimage destinations for years, but selling the totems of your own religion is one thing, doing it for another. Someone else's faith is quite another. Some don't like that the park's owner, himself a rabbi who converted to Christianity, hopes the park will be an instrument to bring people into the Christian fold. Holy Land just opened a few months ago. Time will tell. It has a longer run than Praise Land. How many times have you driven past the Holy Land, Matt? Oh, so, so many times. <laughs> you ever been to the Holy Land? I have not. Shocking. I, I haven't either, surprisingly <laughs> enough, the many years I lived in Florida. It's still going, though. It's still there. Apparently, yep. It I always sure it was all these rumors that they got tax breaks. I mean, I would assume so. Most religious things, if there's a church associated with it, then probably. But eh? I don't. I don't know if that was just. I was just rumor. I never knew for sure. Um, all they had still going strong. Uh, finally, the ad for this week's episode, Matt. The voiceover says it's the grand opening of Springfield's first amusement park. Homer, build it to heaven, to heaven. Voiceover. And electricity is in the air. Homer takes a lake of his ice cream, only to be shocked and have it melt on him. That definitely represents yep. what happens in this episode. That's all the important things in this episode. <laughs> not just a few of the weaker gags. <laughs> it's just crazy to me. Uh, okay. Uh, but that's it for the news group. Very exciting. Yeah. Wake up, Matt. Yeah, Wake up. Wake uh-huh. up. Uh-huh. Wake up. Come on, this is exciting. Yep, sure is. It's exciting because we get to go to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. 
Yellow? KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite Fat Tony moment? Lots of good ones. Um, How good is your Fat Tony, Matt? My impression? It's terrible. I, I can't do it at all. Give me, come on, give me a little bit. Give me a taste. All right, uh, let's see. I will I will attempt to read the first review. Uh, I'm afraid I must insist. You see, my wife, she has been most vocal on the subject of the pretzel monies. Where's the money? When are you going to get the money? Why aren't you getting the money now? And so on. So please, the money. That was pretty good. I think so? That I was pretty good at all. Oh, that was pretty good. You got, your voice is very close to, 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 to Joe Montana. So oh, well, good. I'm glad. I'm going to let you continue. <laughs> Give me, so that was from uh, Aaron. That was from Aaron. Uh, next up from Zach, we have uh, Homer in the restroom at Moe's. Uh, after you know, uh, he asks for the money, and Homer says no. He says, "Okay, I will go." Hey, wait a minute, because he was outsmarted by Homer. <laughs> I mean, really, that's just the way it goes. Uh, next up from Mitch. Bart, um, is it wrong to steal a loaf of bread to feed your starving family? Well, suppose you got a large starving family. Is it wrong to steal a truckload of bread to feed them? And what if your family don't like bread? They like cigarettes. Now, what if instead of giving them away, you sold them at a price that was practically giving them away? Would that be a crime? Hell Enjoy no. Enjoy a gift. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is Martin. Uh, I don't get mad. I get stabby. Uh... Next up, uh, from I hope I'm saying this right, Upcar, uh, who says he's more of a Johnny Tightlips man. Uh, so we'll go with uh, Johnny Tightlips. Can you see the shooter? I see a lot of things. You know, you could be a little more helpful. Which, that's the nicest way of saying that. I love that one. Uh, and next from JD. Boys, I'd like a little privacy with Selma. Why don't you take the doctor out back? Should we take care of him or take care of him? Take care of him. I don't know what that meant. Was it the first one or the second one? I can't ask him, otherwise he's going to take care of me. Not to take care of you. Take care of me or take care of me. The one that's this one. That's, I, my legs is obviously much worse than my fat <laughs> I mean, legs is... Legs doesn't have Joe Montana. That's true. Who does legs' voice, anyway? I want to say it's Hank Azaria. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I think that's... I think yeah, it's he's Hank got a very Azaria. whiny voice that yeah. I can't really do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next up from Sergio. I want the mayor dead. I want his wife dead. I want his cat and his dog dead. Which really, I mean, the wife was a little iffy, but you don't kill the cat and the dog, man. That's just rude. That gets you into John Wick situations. Exactly. Uh, you don't want to do that. that that's bad news. Bad because news. Because uh, if someone killed any of my cats, even the foster ones, uh, you're you're not going to be alive much longer. What do you mean the even, anywhere? What do you mean even the foster ones? What is that? What is that? Well, implying? I mean they're only they're only temporarily mine. I, I can see why some people would think, oh, you know, that's not as big a deal. Okay, okay Matt, I I have a hypothetical. What if mm-hmm. let's say instead of not, not they they didn't kill your cat. What instead they just took them and kept them for themselves? This is obviously very different. If it's one of our cats. They would just lose probably a few fingers, maybe a foot, get stabbed in the leg, something like Which that fingers? Uh, for their trouble. Which fingers would it be? I'm a kind man. It would be middle finger to pinky. It would not be, uh, you know, uh, forefinger, uh, forefinger maybe. or a that's thumb. Not, that's not a bad price to pay for Leo. Uh, you would be much worse because <laughs> you would be uh, premeditated, of well, course. But Leo, Matt, you understand better than anyone. You know, if you like Leo, uh, Pietro, <laughs> our, our one of our current fosters, it's just I he's a great mix I, between I Leo have, and Bam. I'm I have, just saying. I have three cats, man. I can't take any more. I'm sorry. I'm a full All up. Right, 
All right. Next up, what we were doing from Brian. Isn't that Troy McClure? I thought you said he was dead. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, uh, I said he sleeps with the fi- oh, sorry. What I said was he sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> That's Obviously a very a fantastic one. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, next up from Joseph. I prefer the cat. He hates Mondays. We can all relate. Uh, from Hannah. To heterosexual male friendship. The kind the ancient Greeks wrote about. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. It's exactly that kind. Yep. Uh, from meh. Or at Shauner, I think it's supposed to be with a three. Do Instead your best. The first e? Do your yeah. best, Matt. Now you understand. <laughs> I, I know. What's a truck? Fantastic. As always. Uh, from Karolinski. Uh, it's just building all the wheelchair accessible ramps out of breadsticks and paint and shellac. Let's not forget. Uh, from you need, Lu- your need your adhesives. It's important. Need your adhesives. It's true. Uh, uh, from Lewis Walker at Walker Lewis. Uh, I told you we should have brought more bullet, more than three bullets. Come on, the big five, whatever big five is. Uh, from Brandon Summers uh, at eighty four Summers. Everyone loves rats, but they don't want to drink the rat's milk. Which, ugh. <laughs> Uh, uh, from Lauren uh, at El Columbia 88 uh, call that doctor that owes us a favor actually we owe him a favor do him two favors and they're running that he owes us a favor you're losing you're, I actually I, don't remember that one I'll give you I'll give you a applause Matt uh, I also you were you were kind of losing it by the end there you're you're yeah you're, that's, true. You're, that's true it's 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 difficult but I will give you the plus it's me clapping thank you thank you genuine applause um, great answer Sammy. what is your answer Matt uh, my answer is actually in uh, Bart the Murderer uh, at the very end where Bart says, uh, well, I've learned one thing, Fat Tony, it's that crime doesn't pay. And Fat Tony goes, yeah, you're right. And then he gets in his limo with legs and Louie each getting their own limos and driving away. <laughs> crime doesn't pay. Totally. Uh, I My answer is on the subject of the monies, the pretzel monies. Oh, yes. Where is the money? Why aren't you getting the money now? Very good. Uh, because it, I don't know, it reminds us that Fat Tony has a life outside of being just this stereotype of a mobster. He has a wife who also, you know, wants to know about business and all that stuff. Um, I never, I, you know, Fat Tony as a character, as a, as a guest character, is one I've never tired of over the years. It's true because they always keep him enough just so you get a little taste of him and then he's gone. Even the episodes that are really about him, which is like the one where uh, he has someone become his mistress. I want to say it's in like the early 20s. I, I'm Even though it's all about him, they don't, you know, excuse me, you don't get tired of him. No, I'm still in season 30 and plus. I'm still going like, hey, I, don't, I like Fat Tony. Um, next to his question, what is your idea for a Flanders episode? I'll post this question on all our social media. Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Show Pod. Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Next up, Matt, it is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. No Google Trivia Challenge is part of the show where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a lead on me so far this season. We only three episodes to go. Four points on lead on me. I don't, I'm not, Matt, can we work on that? Mm, maybe. We'll see. The other opposite direction where I'm leading you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nah, I'm good with this one. Uh, I don't know about that. You ready for an easy question? Ready. These are all from... I've already forgotten, <laughs> forgotten the name of <laughs> the episode. Uh, the Mel Gibson episode. Oh, uh, God. Thunder, you really do hate me. Thunder something. 
What's Beyond Thunderdome? Beyond Thunder something. Blunderdome. Blunderdome. Beyond Blunderdome. It's the Mel Gibson episode. Your first question is, what movie is Mel Gibson remaking? Uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Correct. You are correct. All right. All of your uh, episode, or all of your questions are from Lisa's Substitute. So oh. I went way back. I know this is risky. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see uh, here. Okay. We'll, we'll uh, see. So easy question. Uh, what disease does Miss Hoover think she has? Uh, Lyme disease. You are correct. Turns out it's uh, psychosomatic. Exactly. No, that means she was faking it. <laughs> means she's crazy. It's a little bit exactly. of both. <laughs> oh. Your medium question, Matt. What is the name of the electric car that Homer test drives? Uh, the Electorus. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> they said it, man. Anything, anything I know, that they say, I will remember sometime. I, 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 I had completely forgotten about it, so therefore you had completely forgotten about it, Matt. Come on, that's how it works. Uh-huh. Well, my <sighs> medium question is actually pretty easy, so I think you'll get this. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, what costume does Mr. Bergstrom take with him that lets everyone know he's gone for good? When Lisa shows up to his apartment, mm, I I know I know I'm. It is Socrates. Is that your final answer? Yes, man. Oh, I'm sorry, it's Copernicus. Copernicus. Oh, I knew it was some old guy. Uh-huh. Old uh, Socrates. Copernicus. Copernicus costume. Okay, Matt. Your hard question. What are the names of the three movie executives? Okay. Um. They say them? They do. They do indeed. That's what I really feel like you should know this. Oh, what do they call? I feel like if I sat here for a half hour, I could get them, but I'm not going to waste your time. No idea. Edward Christian, William Milo, and Robin Hanna. Ah, Robin. That's the one I I had on the tip of my tongue. The other two... All all three of them have first names as last names. Yep. Edward Christian, William Milo, Robin Hanna. They're all just first names. Okay. All right. Your hard question. <laughs> yes. What is the suggested no date? What is the suggested donation to get into the museum when Lisa and Homer go? Five dollars. I'm sorry. It is four fifty. Four fifty. Ah, really? I swear. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, I thought it was. Side. I thought it was five dollars. Nope. And then you I know, it because and it's then, a weird. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and Homer goes. Oh, it's so suggested. You don't have to pay. Mr. Bergstrom's like. Uh, okay yeah i got it <laughs> yeah got it i i think that's even more endearing about mr bergstrom is that yeah. he's just as patient with homer as he is with the children well yeah because you have to be patient with children children are dumb but they're kids they're supposed to be they don't know anything you can't get mad at them that's why uh despite not liking children very much i always try and be as patient as possible because it's not <laughs> their fault they're little <laughs> but adults to be patient with adults people who should know better that is the supreme test of a human being, really. I guess so. Very endearing for Mr. Bergstrom. Matt has opened the lead up. That's not. That's very bad. Um, Sorry, Robbie. That's very, very bad. Oh, oh well. Not much I can do. It's it's my lot in life, I suppose. <laughs> However, we can move on to our final segment. This is a segment we end every single episode with. It is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Um, I Please don't mm-hmm. ask me. I have no idea where this is going. <laughs> I will say 
that it is underneath Homer's Odyssey. For sure, for sure. Because Homer's Odyssey, I feel like, had a statement to make and did. It just had a very dark subject matter and it didn't execute super well. This is just, I don't know. I, I think, okay, I'm going to say, I will say it's a below Homer's Odyssey okay, and above Make Room for Lisa. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was actually looking right around Beyond Blunderdome, uh, speaking of. Uh, <laughs> trivia man. Uh, I think this is just slightly worse than Beyond Blunderdome. Uh, maybe not a ton worse, but uh, right below that is Pygmalion, and I, I feel like this is slightly better than that, because Pygmalion mm, just seemed this mean is, in a this, lot of ways. Yeah, this is better than Pygmalion. I think you're right. Yeah. Um... <sighs> I mean, right above Beyond Blunderdome is Monty, Monty Camp Love, Love, which has the mm, uh, Loch Ness Monster. Loch Ness Monster. It does have the Loch Ness Monster in it, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just... I think you're right. I think I agree with you. I think it is right above Pygmalion, right below Beyond Blunderdome. I think that's a good spot for it. It's not... It, it, it's in that kind of bad, but average bad versus like the pile of disasters that are making up the bottom of this list. So it's, I'm going, not going, go in to praise land. New number 235 on our list. Now number 44 on the post golden years ranking. Simpson Safari is still in last place at number 251. First place is still Homer's Odyssey. Our next episode. I really never Matt. thought uh, something would beat uh, Kill the Alligator and Run, but they just had to be incredibly racist. Uh, there's more problems than that. Uh, our next episode is Children of a Lesser Clod, which is the daycare Homer running a daycare. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I don't yeah. remember much of. It's written by Al Jean. Al Jean has written most of the like he's written some solid good like good episodes in in the midst of the Skull Ears. So maybe you can pull out another one, right? Maybe, but probably not. I will also say, apparently there's Bill Cosby makes uh, a, a caricature of Bill Cosby appears in this episode. That is not aged well at all. Nope. I I mean, God, if we redid that one episode, the uh, father, the, the soapbox derby episode, don't think that mm-hmm. would do so hot either. Bill Cosby makes a very prominent appearance in there. Um, I'll do it for us this week. Um, you can find this list and everything else on our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. Links to our Facebook, our Twitter, our RSS feed, our Patreon. If you want to throw the show a couple of dollars, we'd really appreciate it. Um, everything's there. Uh, you can find me online. On Twitter at Robbie Dorman, you can go to my websites, RobbieDorman.com, links to all my podcasts, and to my debut horror novel. If you'd like to purchase it on Amazon, I'd uh, really encourage you to do that. Check it out if you like horror. Also, if you have Kindle uh, Unlimited, you can read it for free. So you can go do that. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that's true. After this episode, I've decided I'm going to live in the Holy Land to see what it was like. Uh, so stop by. You'll be the only person there because as many times as I've driven by that place, I've never seen a person in it. So, you know, I'll just hang out with all the actors, uh, who have nothing else to do and just chit chat with them for a while. Do they, you think they have like the weird rules about, you know, 
playing a character like, like Disney does? Yeah, does, do, they, do they have uh, kayfabe like Disney? That's a great question. I have no idea. I I don't think so. They're not, it doesn't seem like they people don't, there would take it that seriously. They don't play Moses. They're friends with Moses. Yeah. <laughs> they don't perform as Noah. They're mm-hmm. friends with Noah. Yep. Right. Uh, so. There's eight Jesuses. They're all the uh, same person. They are all equally God. Oh, no. We're getting, we're digging deeper and deeper, Matt. Uh, I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching The Simpsons.